Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. We're back, man. Deserve. About to get into it. Episode 187. Let's do it, Keith. Let's get straight into it. With our powers combined. <laughs> I am Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we was soybean. A- no, just playing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> soybeans. <laughs> Vegetarian. Oh, I do this like Power Rangers when it's really with the ring. No, <laughs> can you imagine if they did that in 2021? They'd be mm. like soybeans. <laughs> Lib- <laughs> liberalism. <laughs> Vegans. <laughs> That'd be a crazy rainbow one. powers. Rainbow powers. <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. Oh man! All right, uh, let's get right into it, man. Um, Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens hates water. Appa- <laughs> uh, apparently, she wow, hates water that. so much that she was dehydrated and she passed out. All right. Um, here's the story. Vanessa Hudgens says she dislikes water so much that she passed out from dehydration. Vanessa Hudgens has opened up to shape her dislike of plain water, so much so she admitted to fainting twice from dehydration. The 32-year-old actress has since added businesswoman to her resume after releasing her own line of cactus water to quench her thirst. Created with the friend and actor Oliver Trevina Hudgens, described Cali water as a breed of its own with a ton of health benefits. Anyone who knows me knows I'm terrible at drinking water. I am always dehydrated. It's an issue, she told E.T. earlier this year. Uh, But now I have Cali water. I call it my candy water because it's actually something that I want to drink. Oh, God. It has tons of electrolytes, so great for rehydrating. And this is how she probably talks. So I'm going to read it. That's how she talks. It has a ton of like electro- electrolytes. So I'm great dead. for rehydrating. And it's like great for any anti-inflammatory. It has like a ton of antioxidants, which are really good for your skin. And, uh, and it's antiviral qualities. It can lower back cholesterol and it regulates blood sugar levels. So it's kind of like miracle plan, really. That's exactly how Vanessa Hudgens talks. That's crazy. Here's the problem. That sounds very childish. Yeah. Saying you don't like water sounds like something a fucking four-year-old would say. Yeah. You know, not mm-hmm. to mention, like, if you don't drink water, that's a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's a certain level of immaturity that you don't even want to deal with. Mm-hmm. If you tell me you don't drink water, we're done. I'm not, I'm not texting you no more. Nothing. Especially that, if you're a person that consumes alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So you could drink Hennessy, but not water? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens drinking a hen dog. Oh my god! I don't know what she's drinking, but there's a uh, there's this law firm. It's kind of off of um, California and like O Street or something like that. Uh huh. But it's called Hennessy Law. Wow. And I was like, "Yo, dog, if y'all don't take that henny thing as possible and like, tag that <laughs> on to y'all like <laughs> commercial, I kind of want to knock on the door like, yo, I got this great idea.' Yeah, <clears throat> wow, it's called Hennessy Law. Mm-hmm. That's wow. the dude's last name, I guess. They ain't getting no work done in that motherfucker. <laughs> they <laughs> fucked up, John Hennessy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is so wild. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But but to me too, uh, the problem I have with it too is like." You could imagine just like your overall health is at its lowest. Like when you're not drinking water, you're dehydrated. Like where mm-hmm. are you getting energy from? And then your body is made up mostly of water. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how are you even like functioning? Not like not to mention too, like I'm not like I don't have education uh, in regards or educational background in regards to vaginas, but I'm sure that should do something to, you, to, to, to your pH balance. Mm-hmm. So if you have dark pee, 
and you're dehydrated, that's got to do something to your vaginal health too. Yeah. So, I mean, she could be walking around with an unhealthy vagina, and that's not good. That's probably some dude out there like, yo, you know who I just smashed last week? She was fired too, but her pussy stank. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad, dude. Especially, that's, yeah, those are the kind of rumors that just spread around Hollywood, right? Especially if you enjoy going down on women, it's gonna ruin the experience. Yeah, like if I'm gonna be eating your pussy, you gotta be like Subway because I gotta eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> I need that pussy to to smell like fresh bread from Subway when I go down there. Not sourdough bread. Not the sourdough bread. Not yeah. the jalapeno baked bread either. <laughs> Just the basic wheat toasted bread. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Like some sour vagina. Man, that'd be terrible. It'd be like you eating some fucking warheads down there. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like warheads and metal. <laughs> you know that sour face that they make? Like Oh, when they eat the candy? Yeah, like where you kind of like... That's how you come up from eating the pussy? <laughs> That's terrible. But think about this, ladies. Imagine if you if we expected you to go down on us and we had stanky nuts. Yeah. And I'm sure women have horror stories of men they probably were about to go down on a guy and a dude's nuts smell like terrorism. <laughs> you know? So it's like if, if when a woman's when a woman's gonna do that to me, I make sure my nuts are fresh, everything's always on point. Yeah, you gotta be cool. You will not have stories stories about me having stank nuts. That's yeah. just not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> and I drink a lot of water because it's important. I'm a big guy too. You gotta fuel you gotta make sure you got enough fuel to move the machine. If you don't, you're gonna have problems. Yeah. To go along with that point where you said it was childish, I remember uh, when I was in fourth grade, I was for whatever reason, I don't know, it's just, you know, just immaturity, I guess. Um and even today I'm still not as great at drinking water as I would like to be. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I barely I stopped having a mushy brain only a few years ago, so I'm still wow. You know, I'm still developing. But when I was in fourth grade, like I developed a ring around my lip because oh. I would lick my lips so much, and I wasn't drinking a lot of water, and um, it was it was terrible, man. Like it it just start crusting up, and I just wow. had this bad habit of like trying to you know put some moisture on my lips because I wasn't drinking enough water, especially wow. you know in Bakersfield, it's it's so hot out here and stuff like that. So. Um, but that was that was uh, fourth grade me. You know what I mean? For Vanessa Hudgens to be thirty something years 32. old, thirty two, and she's still doing that is just kind of like, come on, dog. And um, maybe water tastes amazing to some people. Right. Um, water just tastes like cool to me. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it tastes better when you're dehydrated. Sometimes, sometimes when you're dehydrated and it's that perfect temperature, yeah. it tastes like shh, it tastes like heaven. But yeah. um, for the most part, is you're just drinking it to kind of you know just move things along. You cool know? water mm-hmm. tastes better than cold water. You think so? Oh yeah, cool water, mm-hmm. not cold, but cool water is more yeah. drinkable. When water is too cold, it makes it non-drinkable because mm-hmm. it's like you freezing your whole brain out just trying to get hydrated. I like cold water, bro. I can't. Cold water is good. It's got a bite to it, but I, like if you're really trying to drink water, like if your objective is to get around a gallon at least. Mm-hmm. Then you can't be drinking cold water. It's gonna take you forever. Yeah, I could see that. But me yeah. personally, just the the taste of it, like pretty much the colder the cold, because like we have a like a like the water uh, Alhambra thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, 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 that's yeah. the cool water. Like drinking that is cool. But when I throw some ice cubes in there, it's like perfection. Not all water is good though, because <clears throat> Arrowhead water is fucked up. Oh, yeah. it's so terrible. Arrowhead water tastes like Vanessa Hudgens' vagina. 
I don't know what it tastes like. That's all I want to say, but I would imagine her pH balance is off. <laughs> now, Arrowhead water tastes like racism in the 30s, man. <laughs> that shit is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. It tastes like they took a little bit of dirt and put it in every bottle. That's how bad Arrowhead water tastes, like literally. Yeah. It's like tap that. It's like it's like tap water from Iraq. It's so fucked <laughs> up. It's so nasty. Yeah. That's straight from Mexico. What? They just put Mexico water in uh in the Arrowhead water. Arrowhead water? Yeah. Well, Mexico water, you don't you're not supposed to drink the water there. You know that, right? You ain't supposed to drink Arrowhead water either. No, well, look, I know where you're going with the joke, Keith, but it's, <laughs> it's not landing right. Okay. Me- Mexico. <laughs> hey, he wants to be serious all of a sudden. No, no. 1930s racism. No. <laughs> you know, he wants to be serious. <laughs> no, but the water in Mexico, they think they call it like Montezuma's Revenge or something. You could get, uh-huh. you could get like really sick yeah, from it. Yeah, you get poisons. Yeah. You diarrhea. And, all and I like to look these things up as I go along so I'm not just talking out of my ass. Mm-hmm. It's called, uh, uh, let's see. Okay. What does this say? Traveler's diarrhea, especially when contracted in Mexico. So you could get um, Mana, Montezuma's, Montezuma revenge. What, causes, what kind is Montezuma revenge in Mexico? The unpleasant souvenir is, is usually caused by an intestinal bacteria, virus, or microbes that are present in water or food. See, you learn something listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast when you turn mm. this on. It's not just two extremely handsome black guys <laughs> talking and one of not them having two sex symbols up here. It's not two sex symbols. We are more than sexual <laughs> objects. Okay, for all for the all the six people that watch us on YouTube, we are not just sexual objects that you could just, you know. <laughs> That's comedy. Yeah, the, the the YouTube is still struggling, man. We got to get it up. Our numbers are doing amazing on SoundCloud and all the other platforms yeah. our numbers are thriving on there but since we're just new to to youtube man head over there and check us out man we appreciate yeah. you we appreciate you guys that just listen right that you've been listening for years we appreciate you but head on over to youtube yeah subscribe we bought this thousand dollar camera just so one person could watch us that motherfucker was over a thousand that was a two thousand dollar camera was it twenty six hundred dollar camera uh i don't know if it was that high it might have been like twenty I mean, pl- probably with all the yeah. the bells and whistles, probably, yeah, probably like 26. Yeah, 26, man. Yeah. You know, help us out, man. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know. I got bills to pay. Just turn it on and turn it off, man. Yeah. yeah I mean, just, just put it on in the background or something just drive, like that. Just drive those numbers up, man. When you go into sleep, just click on the video and then just, you know. Turn this like, on. Oh, Eddie and Keith begged me to do it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we need like a streaming farm or something like right, that. Right, 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 right. We need a bunch of people in like China to make the numbers go up. <laughs> I don't even think they got YouTube in China. Oh, they don't? Yeah. They don't got YouTube. That's a trip. They don't got a lot of American, uh, um, like whatever. I wouldn't call YouTube a social media, but yeah. different stuff from America, internet companies or whatever. Dang, yeah, they don't. That's right. They, they, the internet, everything is controlled out there. Mm-hmm. I think it was somebody to try to like somebody tried to um, stream something on there, like exposing the government or whatever. Yeah. And they literally took that shit down within like two minutes. That's crazy. That's man. nuts. That's a different world over that's there. That's a yeah, That's another <clears throat> world. During COVID, they was pulling people out of their house. Mm-hmm. Pulling people out of their house, like with their family, giving them temperature checks. Yeah, just taking them out the house. That's crazy. I couldn't imagine, man. Yeah, that's nuts. They was over there washing the streets. Yeah. Imagine if that same team was in downtown LA. Oh man. Yeah. 
Yeah, they still wouldn't be able to fix LA that homelessness. <laughs> Chinese government be mad as fuck. Yeah. Like, you get off the street. What are you doing? He's like, I'm chilling, man. What? Uh, leave me alone, man. <laughs> you ain't got a sandwich. You got some change. <laughs> can you imagine that? Can you imagine if like some crit like uh some, can you imagine somebody like um what's the dude from North Korea? Um, Kim Jong. Can you imagine that Kim Jong Un just his responsibility was like literally overseeing Skid Row in Los Angeles? That they're pulling their hair out. That man, I think he would be pissed off. He would just leave and then come back with a bomber plane. <laughs> Him like, and Dennis Rodman. I fixed the problem. I fix it. <laughs> like no, you can't bomb the homeless community. What are you doing? <laughs> with a nuke, that's wild. It's like dang. It's like this nigga dropped the nuclear weapon. Hey, speaking of uh, like bombs, I don't know if he was. Like at your crib late last night, probably around like midnight, like mm-hmm. 12, mm-hmm. 12 30. Mm-hmm. There was this like huge explosion. I heard that. You heard that? Yeah, I heard I that. I was going to hit you, but I didn't. I didn't oh, know I heard it. That was. shit was loud as fuck. I have no idea what that was, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was a, it could have been a firework turned into a bomb. Or it could have been the 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 railroad system, but no, it can't be the railroad because they're loud, but not that loud. Yeah, that, that's that's what. And I looked on this like the police scanners because sometimes people like will call in and be like, "Hey, I heard a loud thing," and then you know whatever they'll be like people responding to it. They'll be like, "Oh, never mind, it's a firework," all that kind of stuff. But when I heard that, it was not only loud, but I felt it. Yeah, like you could feel the vibe. Yeah, you the could sound, sound waves. Sound it, like, Dang. it sounded like the way it, it sounded like the inside of Vanessa Hudgens' body <laughs> responding to dehydration. <laughs> Her body's like, ah, get me out of here. <laughs> oh man, man. Yeah. yeah, but just folks, <clears throat> man, take care of yourself, man. Don't be like Vanessa Hudgens. She's a you know, a celebrity, she's very rich, but she's obviously childish. And I don't want to judge a person's whole existence yeah. based off that, but you need to drink some fucking water, be an adult. Speaking of water, this show is sponsored by Keith's Water. This, key, this, this show is sponsored by a plain bottle of water <laughs> out of a canteen from World War II. <laughs> that motherfucker, you can hear every... <laughs> You hear every liquid ounce of water in that thing next to the microphone. They're going to hear it. That shit's sick. It made every noise. No, nah, but these, I, not to be like promoting anything on here, but these is fire. What's the name? What's the brand of that? It's Take Ya. I don't know. Like What? Take, take, yeah. Let me see the front of it. <clears throat> wow, Take Ya. That's the name of it. Yeah, hopefully we get a sponsor one day. But literally, I, is, like, that, is that um, is that a uh, uh, Trey Songs uh, brand? <laughs> take take your girl. It's Mister Take Your Girl. <laughs> it's Mister Steal Your Girl. Whatever it is. But um, but no, like I can I can put some ice in mm-hmm. in here in the morning, probably like nine nine thirty ten a.m. and probably. Up until like if it's not if it's like left in the car super hot, but if it's just room temperature, I could probably still have the ice in there in some capacity. Not all the way as whole as it was, but probably a little <clears throat> few pieces of ice left in there. Probably six seven p.m. At oh okay, yeah. So Man. it stays super cold. Did you did you dye your beard again? A different color? No, it the color is fading, so oh. it's kind of and I got water. In it looked like you dipped it in root beer. I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it was red. It was like legitimately red. Now it's turning like like brownish. Yeah, the cut. Well, the, so you what happens is you strip the color, 
and then you put the dye on there. Oh. So as a, the you know the vibrant colors, it, it just kind of fades away. Oh. Um, so like okay. I don't know if you've seen like Takashi Six Nine, like sometimes his hair be looking like faded. And then he'll dye it again or whatever. But. Yeah, I think even the hair dye knows he's full of shit. And it's just like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Getting off this guy's head. Fuck <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's that, folks. Yeah. Uh, drink, drink some, some water. water. Drink some water. Take care of yourself. Fellas, take care of your, um, take care of yourself down there, man. Because may, this might affect men, too. Yeah, you never know. You might. We ain't got no pH balance, but you might have stank nuts if you don't drink enough water. Yeah. I would imagine your urine is darker. Yeah, and it's smelly. If you want women down there, that's not the right. It's not, not the right the stuff, that's man. Not the wave. And and on top of that, like I've walked into many a bathrooms where somebody <clears throat> didn't flush the toilet or something like that. Oh man, and it's just dark. Yellow. Yeah, yeah, it like pees a mustard is, color, yeah. yellow, and it's just like, yo, I know they ain't drinking no water. Nah, that's. I mean, you got to think about that's coming <laughs> out of you. That's a that's a warning sign. Your body's trying to tell you, like, hey, man, yeah, you you stank on the inside. Yeah. Or get some cactus water or whatever she's drinking. Something, man. She's got to do better than that, man. All right. Switching gears. Uh, Jonah Hill. Um, recently, Jonah Hill had mentioned his body issues, and he was uh, basically explaining to people that he is not comfortable with any type of comments regarding his body, whether they be good or bad. <clears throat> Jonah Hill uh, lost weight. He still doesn't want people talking about it, understandably so. Um, to, to many of us uh, still haven't learned that no one's entitled to talk about someone else's body. We watch the praise of, or scrutiny pour in at home when a loved one gains or loses weight. And we watch the praise and scrutiny pour in on social media when celebrities shed pounds or put them on. While the average person will at some point dodge questions about their weight, celebrities endure articles, Twitter threads, and podcasts speculating about the motivations behind their size changes. Fat, fat fans may even be betrayed by someone who loses weight. Um, I'm someone whose weight cycles, this is in the quote, I believe, uh, so I'm not immune to the comments. I've been told I look skeletal and disgusting, or no, this is the person writing it. Come on, you got to be a little more objective than that. Mm-hmm. Or that I need to eat a cheeseburger, and I've been told that I look... Like, I run marathons because I'm curvy. Um, people that run marathons aren't curvy. Um, <laughs> I've had people ask to take photos of my big butt to show their husbands. Or what? even point, yeah, point my butt, point my butt, even point my butt out to others. But I've never had the courage to ask people to stop talking about my weight like Jonah Hill did this week. She Ooh. made she made an article about Jonah Hill about and then her. made it about herself. <laughs> you need to stop writing, man. And, I, and she made it about her butt. There was like three or four statements in there about how thick she is, right. how heavy she is. Yeah, like what, what? Like, do you want credit for this? Are are you writing an article? Are you writing an objective piece <laughs> for Jonah Hill, or are you writing this about yourself? Yeah, I didn't even think we needed that. You should, it did. Did yeah, you, I didn't need to read all that. I should have just, just read cut Jonah it off. Hill's, uh, yeah, statement. I should have just wrote his statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the journalistic standard is so fucking low in this one. <laughs> Dude, I'm a truck driver. I have no form of formal education outside of like two years of college, and I dropped out. And mm-hmm. I know you're full of shit. These people have college degrees. Not and, all of them, though. Not that all of them. Like, that looks like a blog or something. Like a blog. Mm-hmm. She looks like she got paid in pizza to make to write this shit. <laughs> If you take, she basically said, "Hey guys, I'm thick, and Jonah Hill's dealing with some issues, but I'm thick." 
That's all she said. Yeah, and I'm curvy. She reinforced it by saying she was thick. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know how you can fix the world's problems, Keith? Just explain how thick you are. (laughs) Uh, That's wild. That'll be crazy. Anyways, um, Jonah Hill doesn't want people talking about his body. But here's the problem I have with it. The problem I have with this is this. If you were morbidly obese... And and I and you were morbidly obese for many years, and I and then I hadn't seen you in two or three years, and then I see you now, and you've lost like 120 pounds. I'm the type of dude that's gonna give it up. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, man, you look amazing. You look great, man. I'm proud of you." Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna give it. That's how I give it up to people. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. You look amazing. God bless you, right? Mm-hmm. But he's saying, "Don't do that." Yeah. And it's like, motherfucker, that's not how the world works. Mm-hmm. You and the problem too is you can't. You can't dictate how the whole world... The whole world shouldn't have to make reservations for you. That's just not realistic. Yeah. Like, don't talk about my body. Don't look at my... Well, your body exists, motherfucker. Yeah. It fucking exists. And the way you feel about it, you may not like your body very much. But that's a problem with you, homie. You need to update your thinking. I'm just being honest. And I know you're wildly insecure about whatever's going on. I get it. But it's also true that the world is not going to change because you told them to. That is not how things fucking work. Yeah. It was a dude not, not too long ago that told me, hey, um, can you not curse around my son? And I, I just didn't even really acknowledge what he was saying. I just went on about my, about my business. But I wanted to tell him, like, hey, motherfucker, the world doesn't stop for your kid. Mm-hmm. The world don't stop. As soon as your kid walks out this grocery store, somebody's going to be talking about fucking or somebody did this and fuck this and fuck that because the world doesn't stop for you. The world operates the way it does. That just, that's just sets an unrealistic standard. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, nobody adheres to that. So I, I just found it weird. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... And this, I don't know when body dysmorphia was invented because right. it's just a word that somebody made up one day. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of people in this, um, and we always talk about liberals, right? But <clears throat> there's a lot of people that are liberal that um, they want to shape the world. They they right. have they think you know for the you know thousands of years that human beings have walked this earth that we have been doing it wrong. So they are trying to like create this utopia um, that you know is uh, conducive for their feelings. So for Jonah Hill, it's like I want people to uh, adhere to my issues. Like I don't uh, want you know I don't know or I don't generally feel good about my body, so right. I don't want anyone speaking to me in that manner. Even though there are you know, thousands uh, and thousands and th- thousands of years where we've been complimenting people. Right. Complimenting someone is, is a form of, um, you know, just a way we communicate. It's a, it's a way that we connect with people. It's a way that we show appreciation towards people. But all of a sudden, somebody comes and is just like, nope, like, we shouldn't do that anymore because that doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, that's just so stupid. Yeah. I, it, it, another thing, too, is... It, it makes it impossible for you to express your concern for someone who may be morbidly obese. For example, I had an old coworker many years ago that was very obese. He was very big. And I pulled him to the side. I didn't say anything in front of other people. I said, hey, man, you got a minute? And he's like, yeah. And I walked him away where nobody was. I said, I just want to let you know to your face, you know, that I care about you and I'm worried about your weight. 
you know, and he was like, man, I appreciate you, man. I said, look, I said, no disrespect. That's why I pulled you over here by yourself, because I wanted to let you know that I genuinely care about you. And if you need me for anything, if you need me for meal prep ideas or if you want to work out with me, whatever it is, then I'm down, man. You know, I, I, and he was like, man, I appreciate you, bro, because here's a problem. Concern shouldn't come in the form of insults. If I'm like, ha, fat motherfucker, ha, ha, that's not helping somebody that's already feeling down about themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's okay. Like, if somebody's in a gym and they're like, I'm the type of dude, it's been people, it's a dude I used to know at the gym, and he lost like literally like 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. And each day I would come in there and see him working, it motivated me, bro. And, I, and then I'd be clapping him up. If I seen somebody that was a big girl, real big, yeah. and she was working out hard, sweating, and I just stopped what I was doing and I walked over there and I started clapping her up. And then like me and like four other people start clapping her up and gave her high five showing her love. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how you motivate people, yeah. right? And it made her feel good. Mm-hmm. So my thing is I seen she was a big girl that was struggling, right? And I think in that moment she knew she, that she was struggling. Yeah. But the fact that I noticed it, went over there, cheered her on, let her know that I cared. What's important? Imagine if I just fucking nobody gave a fuck and everybody walked by her. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not trying to. This is not really apples and oranges because he's saying that you shouldn't say anything good or bad about him. If we kept that same fucking attitude, imagine how many people wouldn't have no type of push, no type of encouragement they needed. Yeah. Imagine there wouldn't even be IG models. No. Because there would be no likes. Nothing. It wouldn't be no bikini photos on Instagram. Nothing. That we all love, you know? Nothing. It wouldn't be shit. Yeah. And we have to stop acting like bodies don't exist yeah. and that attraction doesn't exist. Uh, this guy on TikTok made a great point. He picked, he put a picture of DJ Khaled and he said, look, and I'm just being honest here, you know, there's a lot of men that won't cap for Khaled. Khaled DJ Khaled is extremely overweight. He's very mm-hmm. morbidly obese. You know, there's not people telling him, oh, this is body goals, this and that. Right, but said then there'll be a picture of Michael B. Jordan with his shirt off. Michael B. Jordan is obviously a very sexually attractive dude. Um, uh, is in really good shape, pretty much. Just say attractive. Well, to women. Yeah, but you can just say attractive. Oh God damn it! They knew what the fuck I meant. Yo, pause, son. Yo, like I, I don't want dick. <laughs> I'm just making a fucking example. Michael B. Jordan is an attractive guy. He's a pretty well-in-shape dude, mm-hmm. which is it's very not... Okay, first of all, as men, when we crack a joke about how ugly some dude is, we know that other men there are actually... something on the other on end. On the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> you know? You, when you talk about Dwayne Rock Johnson and you talk about, like, uh, fucking uh, Michael B. Jordan and certain... These guys are obviously uh, attractive dudes. Women like these guys for a reason, Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm wrong in my estimation. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. You know, um, and, there, and and the guy was saying, like, women will love Michael B. Jordan with his shirt off because of how he looks. Mm-hmm. We recognize looks. People look a certain way. We are attracted or not attracted to it. Mm-hmm. But I would say that a majority of people, men and women alike, are attracted to certain things. There are more women that are attracted to Michael B. Jordan than DJ Khaled. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, w- I will say, I think that there are some things that we had to update as far as like, right, right. you know, the, the parenting styles and, um, you know, some of the mental health aspects of, you know, just kind of working ourselves to death. And right. all that, that, I think a lot of that stuff needed updating. But stuff exactly. like this doesn't necessarily no. need to be updated across the board. I think that no. <clears throat> as far as 
the issues he's, he's dealing with, he has like almost this autism towards. Um, I, the, I wouldn't for, use that word. It, but it is because he, really? he he can't recognize a compliment, uh, and that's you know you know when so, sometimes and there's a whole spectrum of of autism. There is so it's a, like it's people a wide can't spectrum. recognize emotions or they don't understand sarcasm or, or all these different things. It's like you know there's all on the spectrum. There's that's true. I know. Um, one one guy that I knew, he's uh, he has Aspergers, and he he has trouble like looking people in their eyes or dealing with. He has like, what? Aspergers. What kind of burgers? Angus <laughs> uh, <laughs> He got in and out. <laughs> Charlemagne is the funniest because he be knowing terms, yeah, but he'll intentionally say it wrong. <laughs> So he'd be like, what is that guy got? He got like a cheeseburger or something like that. <laughs> and it'd be certain words that he'll just like flip like that. But it'd be funny. <laughs> but no, like so, but but for him, I think that, you know. Um, Charbro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, 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 he can't recognize... Um, he can't recognize a compliment as something that like right. the rest of us can. Got like, it. If someone says your shoes are nice, like it's right. like for oh, like you know, you're giving me a compliment or something like that. Right. Um, but generally, in those cases, when you're when you're teaching people that um, have autism and stuff like that, you're um, they can't necessarily emotionally connect with these things. Or, right. Like, it right. doesn't register to them, but they can logistically think their way through it. Like in exactly. the show, in the show community. The guy, I bet he he has autism, but he navigates through the world by like logic almost. Yeah. So if somebody is um, telling a joke, he may not think it's actually funny, but he would laugh because he knows that the intention of the other person yeah. was to be comedic. Right. Like the um, premise of it. Yeah, exactly. So he he's kind of like you know smarted his way through the you know our our. The, the natural instincts that we have uh, as like Americans and whatnot. Right. But I, I think that, and that, it, you know, kind of relating that to, to Jonah Hill, I think that that's a better way of navigating the, the society. You know, I don't think you can go on Instagram and tell your, excuse me, five million followers, six, whatever, how many followers he has, like, hey guys, stop complimenting me and think that that's going to change how everybody, you know, communicates with you. With you, I don't. I don't think it works. No, I think I was thinking about, and I had to look this up just to make sure. There was a movie called Rain Man. Yeah, and I think that it was like there's a parallel there because I think mm-hmm. he had autism, mm-hmm. but he was also like a genius. I think too. He's a savant. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he didn't make those. Um, like he, he's not like catching things on the fly, but he's just very. Yeah, smart. I'm sure. I mean, I, I'm sure most of us have ran into those kind of people in our. Normal yeah. lives, like you know, I, I know my um, my friend. He had a, a a younger cousin who was he was like one of the more extreme versions of autism, where he like he couldn't necessarily control his emotions, so he would like run around and stuff like that. But he could literally mimic any song that he heard on the piano. So right. like one time here, like you know, it'd just be a song playing in the house, and he'll hop on there and like he'll you know he'll play the piano or whatever. So. It just, it just comes in many different. Uh, I know I know one person, <clears throat> and this is getting into you know, away from Jonah Hill, but there was this one like I like to because they um, I guess like this extremely like special 
version of people that have autism. They call them savants. Right. Um, and, you know, they we also use the word savant as like, you know, they call LeBron James. Like a, a savant. savant. Or Steph Curry or whatever. Um, but there was this show and I, I like I used to watch this stuff because I was like super interested in like these geniuses and stuff like that. Um, but there was there was a, one person that could like see he he could fly over Bakersfield right say he's flying downtown and he's just never been here before he might be from England or something never been here before fly over one time go home maybe like two or three hours later and literally draw almost a a, a picture perfect image of all the things that he's seen and then there was another person that she would she liked to run distance right but her her issue was that she had no perception of time. Mm. So, you know, for like for us, if you <clears throat> come into the studio or whatever, you'd be like, yo, I'll be there in like 10 minutes. And then it'd be like eight or nine minutes or something like that. Um, or you'd be like, hey, um, you know, like I'm hopping in the shower, blah, blah, blah. Give me like 30 minutes and then you'd be here in 30 minutes, right? right. But she has zero perception of time, right? So they uh, they had her run like, you know, basically until she wanted to stop. And she ran and uh, after she finished running, there was like, um, like, hey, how long do you think you, you were running for? She was like, oh, probably like 15 or 20 minutes. They were like, no, you were running for like three hours. Oh, my God. So that's just like the, the, the type of like, you that's know. That's true. Yeah, things yeah. that go on with. I, back when I was <clears throat> um, 18 years old and I was straight out of high school, I got a job at a place called CNS. It was uh, called the Center for Neuroskills. And these are people who had neurological damages from, um, from you know, car accidents or, uh, you know, a, a hard fall. Or a lot of these people were waiting for, like, settlements. But they had neurological damage where, like, their frontal lobe was affected. And basically, this facility was, imagine, like, a, a big, like, apartment complex. But each, each apartment in there um, had, like, a, a client, right? And each one of these clients all had different um, problems, Mm-hmm. And I would read their folders. Yeah. And I seen something. There was a dude that fell down an elevator shaft. I read his story. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he he was uh, basically uh, paralyzed. Well, he wasn't paralyzed, but he he almost went into like a almost like a vegetable state, mm-hmm. and um, his legs were almost like you know a person has cerebral palsy. It was like he was really tight. All of his limbs yeah. were really. Drawn in together. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And there was somebody else that there was a dude named uh, I don't want to say his name, but I remember his name. He was I, I might find him on Google. He was a football player, he was a college football player, mm-hmm. and he had an injury during the game. His name was Roly Dystra. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I wonder if he has, but yeah, he played he played quarterback. He went. He was at CNS. Yes. Oh wow. Let me see. Let's see if I can find him. And I seen all this football stuff back in the day. Let's see. Um, he's a cool guy, but he, you know, hold on. Dykstra's father pursued Los Angeles. Here it is. This is the story. Dykstra's father to pursue probe. The father, Roly Dykstra, saying, I want to get the truth announced Thursday plans to hire an investigator to find what... Uh, what University of Laverne athletic officials knew about the headaches his son experienced before his serious head injury in Saturday's game. Roland Dykstra Sr., the Laverne quarterback's father, said his decision to pursue outside involvement came after he learned someone 
at Laverne is saying, Roly, this this discourage medical treatment. You know what's happening, Dyson Senior said. They're putting up a wall. It's really sad, man. It's a sad story. He was a quarterback and he had really bad he was blind. He became blind from the, the neurological damage and whatnot. What well, just hits or what? You said what? Just continuous hits or yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's super fucked up. But the story here is, you know, October 25th, 2002, mm-hmm. and I graduated 2003. So I was 18. He was only a few years older than me when that had happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. But to make a long story short, the the there was one guy there that they had to hide the food from him because he never knew when he was full. Oh, my gosh. And I looked in his folder, and they did a test on him. Uh, they did a carrot test. They just seen how much he could eat without stopping, and he just kept going and going and going until they finally had to stop him because he wouldn't stop eating food. Stomach just exploded. If, or something. Yeah, if you if you left him in there by himself, he would eat the whole refrigerator if they didn't stop him. So it's it's crazy. It's not like, like Brent McClanahan. Like <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Brent, man. Shout out to Brent. Yo, man. Brent's story is wild, yo. Yeah, he has an amazing story. Yeah, I I forgot the number of the fucking episode he was on with us, but. If you guys get a chance and you're if you're binging one day, if you're binge listening, uh, go back and just look up Brent McClanahan. I'm not sure how you can find it, but you might be able to find it. Yeah, if you just search Brent's name, it should it should pop up. It should pop my up. My face was scrunched up the whole time. I was like, oh my god! Wow. Yeah. The food that he said he was eating, he said he would get like four double doubles from, from from freaking uh, and just in and out, and then go get a forty piece from McDonald's and a milkshake yeah. and. Yeah, I was like, "God damn, dude! Like, how, bro? That's crazy, 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 crazy." Yeah, that's nuts, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he I, hit me up one day. I got a, I haven't got a chance to like holler at him, but um, he was in Hawaii and he was calling me, and I, I was busy at the time. But and then he left me a, um, a video on Instagram. But he was like, "Hey, man, I was on this uh this this boat in Hawaii, or mm-hmm. like on this uh whatever I forgot what they call." Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> basically, on the, I don't know the, the all right finish, finish yeah, the story. Yeah, man. the story is more important than you know my CTS. Um, but he CTS, was, it's not called CTE. CTS. It's called CTE. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> How many hits did you take in safety, man? <laughs> no, you played corner. Played corner. You should have not been getting hit that much, man. Hey, man, I play receiver a little bit too. Yeah, you must have tried to go low on a fullback. No, I, no. I, when I was in junior high, I had a really bad back. Uh, back injury. Really? But the, yeah, because I, I, I was playing, I was, what, in the seventh grade, I think, mm. and, um, you know, seventh and eighth graders on the team, but I, I played, you know, a skill position, so I was obviously one of the smaller kids on the team, and I was a whole year younger than most of the kids on the team, so, um, and that's when I was playing safety, actually. But there was a time where I like I was so small, and I wanted to like be so aggressive that um, I wanted to make just like this hard tackle, right? And you know, yeah. na- our natural inclination, if you're not taught properly, is to put your head down. So yeah. I try to like make this tackle, and I like put my head down, and I like went straight into the dude, and I didn't even really like do any damage, but I hurt my back so bad, and oh. it, it hurt to walk, right? Oh no! So for like the next. Like after that, and I was still like practicing, but my back was jacked up. Oh. And then one day, the guy, um, 
he was like this military guy, ex-military guy that was like helping out with the team. Yeah. Um, I think it was like the next practice. I was like, yo, my back is just jacked up. And then he did like some, like basically he like put my hip over my leg and then like just kind of twisted my back. And then he popped it and I was like a brand new person. Did he tell you a story about Vietnam when he did it? <laughs> like, this is how he did it. <laughs> Ho Chi Minh. Crack, crack. <laughs> Uh, but no, but as far as Brent goes, um, Brent had, uh, he left me a message on, or a video on Instagram and um, he basically was just like, yo, I was uh, listening to the radio out here and what they do is they have like a whole podcast just playing on, on the radio. He was mm-hmm. like, yo man, it would be so dope if you and Eddie could do something like that. So he's just like, man, I was just thinking about you when I was out here. So shout yeah, out to Brent, man. Only, only problem is like, it would be cool if we were on the radio, but we really don't care because we have, our, our reach is just as big. Yeah. Like we're doing this. We, the only thing is, is the audience is still slowly growing, but the audience is growing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it would be cool. But the problem with the radio is they're too PC. No, 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 no. It's, it's not radio. It's mm-hmm. just they're playing a podcast so they'll just rip, not rip the audio, but they'll take the, like I, what I imagine Rory and Maul is going to do. So mm. they have the Sirius XM partnership. Oh. So their podcast is just probably going to be playing on the radio. Oh. So that's like what he was telling me. Fuck yeah. I would go to Sirius. They're they giving the big bags out over yeah. there. Sirius Did you radio? see how much money they got? I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's a lot. It's a, Somebody it's a, said like 10 million, but I don't know exactly. That's the... It's just two regular motherfuckers making all that money. Yeah. Shout out to Rory and Maul, man. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man. They left Joe Budden got a bag. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Joe, Joe Budden, Budden still is, ain't signed yet. Joe Budden mad over like, fuck Rory and Maul. <laughs> you measly sorry motherfuckers. I'm glad y'all left me here. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is just angry by himself now And he has two lesser talents That came to that show That's why you can't have any ego in podcasting Yeah Pod, This is about the audience It's not about you I never, ever, 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 ever Want to make this podcast about me and Keith It's not We have personal experiences we share here mm-hmm. But it's never going to be like Me and Keith have known each other too long to like Something like money or something Is not going to come between us you like, see that? I, I think I think um, an ego unchecked is is very dangerous. Oh yeah, because I think, um, and I don't have inside information on what they went through, but right. just from the outside looking in, you can see like a, a situation where it started with a, a former rapper and you know kind of a, a guy in Rory who was you know in the in the industry in in some capacity, whether working at labels and stuff like that, <clears throat> and then they just start out with pretty much zero attention or yeah. the attention that Joe Budden can garner from, you know, his, his social media following or mm-hmm. whatever. And then it just takes off. They get the Spotify deal and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, those, when you start to name your podcast after yourself and then you start to see the numbers coming up, a lot of that's, a lot of that, excuse me, a lot of that stuff can go to your head, man. And yeah, those numbers like ain't, compared to what those numbers used to be, they are not that great. Yeah, they're down now. Because, they, dude, they had a, like, Rory and Maul and, and Joe Budden for a minute, they was like low-key running the pod. crazy. Their numbers went, it surpassed Joe Rogan for a second. Really? Yeah, well, it was, I don't know if it surpassed it, but it On was up there. with that, yeah. It was up there with Joe's. Mm-hmm. And to go from hundreds and thousands Hundreds of thousands of listens on episodes to like thirty seven thousand. Mm. That's a big drop off, man. Yeah, that is a huge drop off, man. That's a low bar, and and I'm not trying to judge another person's analytics, you know. But fuck, I yeah, mean, you've we been get one view on YouTube. 
Yeah, we're getting fucking six views on YouTube right now. It's not. It's a tough transition, but I, but I think we've done a we fared really good on SoundCloud and yeah, um, these other these other platforms. Those numbers are still going up. That's a long game. Thanks to you guys. Yeah. Thanks. But- to, shout out to Boston. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know who from Boston's really tuning in, but we're, the analytics are going up, man. So hey, appreciate whoever's out in Boston listening to this shit. Keep mm. keep vibing out with us, man. Tell a friend. Yeah. You know, I don't. We're not Celtics fans, but you know, we appreciate you guys. Shout out to Mark Wahlberg too. Yeah, shout out to Mark Wahlberg, man. I heard him burgers at his restaurant was fire. <laughs> <laughs> Remember back when he was in that group? Was it uh, Marky Mark and a Funky Bunch? Uh huh. Yeah. They had that song. Oh oh oh, the mm-hmm. right stuff. You not yeah. you wasn't you weren't even born when nah, that shit came. I, out. I don't even know if I've ever played that song. Oh yeah, but um, you remember step by step? Mm-hmm. You remember, not not the show the song? Yeah. Oh, the song the song in the show is the same thing. Ooh, but no. Oh no. Gonna get. I to thought you meant girl. the theme song. No, step by that was uh, I think it was Marky Mark. Yeah, I, n- I never heard that song. Yeah, man. See, too young, man. That age gap, man. Yeah. Only thing we really know about at the same time is Power Rangers. <laughs> Shout out to Tommy. Tommy's still on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it was so... Po- yeah, Tommy's still doing his thing. And he's still really, like, uh, uh, convincing. Yeah. He's still in good shape. And he... I think he's... Uh, I got the thing up there. Shout out to, to Oh, myself. shit. I see but, it. Um, I think he... I think what a lot of these older guys are doing, they found a way to kind of stay relevant with... Different social media platforms. That's dope. Yeah, like he he's not running away from like that. I used to be a Power Ranger. He's kind of embracing it. Like, mm-hmm. yo, this is you know who I was, and and a lot of people are like, yo, this is so dope that he's still out here and doing the the thing, and he's he's not too like proud to do it. You, you seen when he, he came out recently? <clears throat> uh, he's that he identifies as a trans ranger. <laughs> <laughs> a trans ranger. <laughs> That sound like a fire truck at Toyota. Oh, yeah, I know, right? It's the new Toyota Trans Ranger. Trans Ranger. <laughs> 200 miles per gallon. Oh, yeah, man. he pulled out that little thing that pops up, and he's like, Morphodon. Yeah. I was like, this guy could still do he got it. got that energy, man. Yeah. And, 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 and look, we'll move on, but... Um, you know, Sorry. To you're cut, good. Go ahead. You know the genius about that show mm-hmm. is that, and I might be... I might be wrong, but you know, this is, you know, it's just kicking it here. But um, the, all the dialogue and all that stuff was like shot in America and whatnot and in, 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 mm-hmm. in English. Yeah. And then once they switched to the fight scenes, to my knowledge, it's actually still the, like the, the Japanese or the Chinese uh, wow. version of the show. Wow. Because, you know, they're wearing the helmet, so there's no way. You know really what they're known. telling, yeah. Um, but I might I might just be talking out the side I of I don't that. know. <laughs> I, it didn't matter to me. I was a kid, so I thought it was all just American kids doing it. Yeah. But, like, the, all the movements and stuff seemed like real karate low-key. Then you grew up. Yeah, yeah, then I grew up. <laughs> yeah, but that actually, the Black Ranger, he is a martial artist, I believe. Mm-hmm. But it, and it was so everything was aligned properly. The Black Ranger was actually black. Mm-hmm. The Asian Ranger was the Yellow Ranger. The Pink Ranger was a white girl. The Red Ranger was a white guy. That was a real rainbow coalition. It was yeah. the the, the Tommy, white. <laughs> Tommy is Latino, really, and he's the Green Ranger. So really? I guess the green stands for Mexico. I don't know. Dang. Oh yeah. That's don't crazy. know. I don't know if that's the story behind it. I didn't know he was Latino though. Yeah, I believe he is. That's crazy. Yeah, it was a great show, man. 
Yeah, shout out to Power Rangers. Shout out to Power Rangers, they did, man. And they did the, um, when they did the remake, uh, they had Tommy and then the Pink Ranger in there, Kimberly in the uh, yeah. in the show, like a little small cameo. They should come back. And what was dope about Tommy is he was the Green Ranger and the White Ranger. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, fuck, who's the White Ranger? Who's this new guy? And yeah. it's Tommy. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Tommy. Yeah. I, I wish they did do the remake, but I think there is a better version of... Power Rangers still like bro, in there. They need to come back, bro. <clears throat> Power Rangers need to come back and they need to fight COVID-19. That would be the dopest monster they would fight. <laughs> a big old blob with all these little horns on it, little thorns coming off. Yeah. And they'd be fighting COVID. Yeah. And then, then at the end, you know what was annoying is how they would always try to fight the monster like individually. And then at the end, all of a sudden they come together. They'd be like, Morphin Talk. <laughs> and they all come together. And it's You know like, what I hated? I hate it when they transformed and like morphed together or whatever. And they would just be moving all like Yeah. And but, just like fighting and then the freaking explosions and stuff. I just wish it was more fluid, like more fluid. Yeah. yeah. The, the 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 fucking big robot looked like it needed some WD forty. Exactly. <laughs> like a fucking squeaky squeaky door. Yeah, Tommy used to bring out that little flute. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And 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 then the flute made some big, like, dinosaur come out. Yeah, it was like a T-Rex or something that would come out. Yeah, but you know know where they stole that idea from, though? What's that? It was a show in the 80s called... um, It was before Transformers. Mm -hmm. It's called, like, not Megatron. What the fuck is it called? Ultron? Voltron. Voltron, yeah. Voltron. Yeah. That was the that was before Transformers, mm-hmm. I think. And then Voltron did that first. And then Transformers <clears> came <throat> out. Transformers are so dope. Yeah. The only thing that made me laugh about Power Rangers is like while they was turning into the one big, the one big thing. Mm-hmm. Like what was the, the monster was just standing there waiting for him to turn? <laughs> you waiting for him to morph up. <laughs> you the monster was waiting for morphing time. <laughs> He might have just wanted a fair fight. Yeah, like, I'll get you. <laughs> the monster was like, I'll get you, Rangers. <laughs> Morphin Nah, the Nah, the CODIS one is, because I was like a super, you know, Power Ranger head or whatever. Right. But when the movie came out. Mm, I didn't see it. You didn't see the movie? Nah. It was like Power Rangers 2000 or something. Like you, yeah. I, Obviously, you had probably grew out of it, but when the movie Not came really. out. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to see that shit. I've never seen it. <laughs> was it was it original rangers yeah, yeah oh fuck and they had like it was different because it like it kind of took a different journey and they had like these ninja suits and stuff like that it was i might have seen it you might have i, I mean it came it. out in theaters uh what year did that come out and i think it might have been like 2000 i might be wrong wow it, it could have been if it was 2000 that means it was more authentic it was closer to the time because mm-hmm. this new ranger shit i don't even watch it yeah, it, they kind of just took the brand and took it somewhere else. But yeah. it's it's the the idea of it is is great. Um, I think they just need like one of those guys. Those I don't like, know if really the new Rangers guys. would be that that interesting. Just probably because they would they would like they would modernize it too much. Mm-hmm. It'd be like morphin time, no gender. <laughs> <laughs> like whoa, what's going on here? Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Protest. <laughs> Proud Boys. Antifa. <laughs> yo, that oh, yo, man. when the when when the Power Rangers was morphing up, that was like a 20-minute process. 
yeah. So the monsters waiting like twenty monsters. minutes for these motherfuckers, man. Yeah, he's just sitting there watching freaking robots morph together. Oh man, can you imagine if they had the Power Rangers back in like segregation? It'd be like morphing time, new colors. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a whole bunch of white rangers. Even like, <laughs> oh man! All right, man, we got to move on. We've totally strayed away from the original topic. Could you imagine? Though it's just the big KKK that they fighting against. Oh <laughs> man, it'd be a big old Power Ranger with a white hood on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wild. That went dark. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Yeah. Um, Basketball, NBA basketball player Kyrie Irving has decided not to take the vaccine because it's been mandated by the NBA and he is not a fan of it. Um, he went on live on Instagram uh, to basically express his position and he had a lot of pushback and he didn't care. All right. Kyrie Irving on, uh, on IG, people are losing jobs to mandates and quote, Kyrie Irving finally speaks out. The Brooklyn Nets star uh, took to Instagram to address the elephant in the room, his vaccination status. For the first time, Brooklyn Nets media, media day, the world is hearing Kyrie Irving. The Brooklyn Nets are telling Irving to stay home until he is vaccinated or New York City's vaccine mandate is lifted. They didn't want a part-time player. Um, and basically, he would have to play part-time, only home games, if he um, decided not to get vaccinated. Away games. Or away games mm -hmm. only. Doesn't make any fucking sense. So stupid. Uh, we've heard from front office coaches and teammates, but this is the first time Irving is speaking publicly. Irving, Irving says tonight on Instagram, "In quote, I'm standing with all those that believe what is right. Everybody is entitled uh, to do what they feel is what's best for themselves. Seeing the way this is dividing our world up, it's sad to see people are losing jobs to mandates. And he's right. Um, what else he said? In, in quote. Uh, it's not being anti-vax. It's about what feels good for me. I'm feeling uncertain, and that's okay. I know the consequences of the decision I make with my own life. It's crazy times that we're in. I haven't hurt anybody. I haven't committed a crime. I'm with you, man. Uh, oh, this is the last one. End quote. If you choose to get the vaccine, I support you. Do what's best for you. I continue to pray for all those out there who have lost people to the pandemic to COVID. What I love about Kyrie is Kyrie has done a great job of, you know, he's, he sounds like me. That's what he sounds like. I'm not anti-vax at all. If you want to get the vaccine, get it. Um, just with me personally, I haven't gotten it yet. And me and Keith are going to probably have to end up getting vaccinated ourselves within probably the next few days. Yeah. Just, just because, you know, of a prior engagement, we paid a lot of money for, you know, to get tickets to a game. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're not sure if there's a mandate in Los Angeles to, you know, uh, get into the get into the game or not. Yeah. I mean, you know, and not to spill too much, but, you know, there's been conflicting articles coming out saying right. that you may the, you know, city saying you need it. And then, you know, you hear that it's not. And it's just like. It, they're they're making it so hard for us to move around exactly without having the vaccine, and it's almost just like man, like of course we don't want to be forced to do anything. We and I, me personally, I don't feel comfortable. Like the the uh, logistics doesn't make sense to me, right? Like, you know, as far as um, if you get it or if you get the vaccine, you may end up getting sick from the vaccine. If you get the vaccine, you could still get COVID. If you get the vaccine, they're saying it lessens your 
um, your symptoms. Um, but also there's no way of knowing that because I, there's no way of like, you know, checking first, like how I would feel if I didn't have it. Right. Um, and then how I would feel if I got it. So it's just right. a bunch of stuff that doesn't really register to, to myself and to a lot of people like me. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand his, his take on just not yeah. necessarily jumping into a decision right away. Yeah, and there people like there's people that only live on two side two two extremes. One is like anti vaxxer you don't want to get the vaccine and save a life, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, a lot of them is liberals. And then the conservatives is just anti vaccine from the fucking jump and they're looking for any reason to not take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they only saying that because it aligns with their political party. With yeah. me and Keith, we're different because even though we lean left, we still are objective and we're like, yo, I don't want to take this because it's a raggedy fucking vaccine. Yeah. Like I was listening to um, Joe Rogan the other day with Dr. Uh, he had his, his guest was Dr. Sanjay Gupta and they had a lot of conversations about the vaccine and, you know, it just really a lot of things fell flat. He had Sanjay Gupta tap dancing most of the episode. Just based on the fact that there's not enough benefits from it. You're taking something that does not... Okay, here's the thing. If you took the vaccine and it literally put up a barricade from you getting infected, okay. No, it wouldn't even be... It wouldn't be a slower. question. Okay, me and Keith, hey, Keith, we need to go take the vaccine, right? Yeah. But if you could take this shit and then you still get it and you can still spread it, what's the fucking point of me taking it? And by the way, most people do not die of COVID. I am empathetic towards anyone who has lost their lives due to COVID, 1 million percent. But the truth remains that most people that get COVID don't <clears> die because the host of it, it does, like basically, it doesn't want to kill the host. Mm -hmm. the, the, the virus does not want to kill the host. It just wants to live and move to the next person. Mm -hmm. That's how COVID works. And it's like, I just don't see enough from this vaccine that only has research that lasts from, you know, from the last eight to 10 months. So something with eight to 10 months of research and they want to mandate it, that is wrong, mm -hmm. period. That yeah. is wrong and they should not be allowed to do it. You got nurses losing their jobs because they don't want to take it. That's not okay. I think that the dangerous thing about this uh, vaccine too is that... Um, it's become political. Right. Um, you know, and so we don't know if people are actually trying to save lives. Exactly. Because you have agendas. You have, obviously, there are conservative people that don't want to, they don't even want to wear masks, let exactly. alone, you know, taking a vaccine. Um, and then you have people on the uh, Democratic side who is just like super yeah. you know, going full force with the, um, uh, vaccine uh, mandates and stuff like that. Right. So part of me is like, is it Gavin Newsom? Do you really want to protect, you know, California citizens or do yeah. you just want to get reelected? It's just a reelection, man. Mm -hmm. It's it's a power it's a power thing. Mm -hmm. And and here's the biggest issue too. The bigger the bigger issue is this. I think it was thirty seven percent of small businesses or businesses in Los Angeles are deleted due to COVID, right? They're gone. Now here we are and you want to mandate people, and a lot of people that are trying to reestablish their business or even go to work now have to get a fucking vaccine just to get a job or to open their business, and they may not agree with getting vaccinated. People have to also be vaccinated to go to some of these bars and restaurants. Exactly. Yeah. This is just fucked up. It's like forcing someone. It's indirect forcing. of It's, it's, it's government overreach. 
I don't think it's cool, man. It's not. And and by the way, I never have ever. In, I'm I'm speaking as a person that has never taken a flu shot. Mm-hmm. So if I've never taken a flu shot, why the fuck would I want to take this raggedy bullshit? Mm-hmm. It's raggedy, bro. <clears throat> it is raggedy. There is not enough going. This is not a good enough of a vaccine for me to say we need to take it save a life. No, you're not saving a life by taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You're stop saying that. That is stupid. You're not because the average person does not die from COVID. That is a fact, especially if you're a person who is healthy, mm-hmm. right? And you can die from it. So my thing is this, because people have a, have a problem understanding nuance and they have a problem with looking at multiple viewpoints. There's so many things that are true. People have died of COVID. That's 100% true. But most people don't die. That's also true. Um, most people don't have... Most people don't need a ventilator also. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, fuck. I mean, all these years we've had the flu and all this and never this type of reaction. Mm-hmm. I was telling your brother, man. I was telling Desmond. Can you imagine how scared people would be if we had a ticker on CNN or Fox of how many people are dying from obesity every day? How many people are dying from high blood pressure? How many people are dying for, from cancer uh, uh, directly from cigarettes If we had a ticker Of everyone that died From that shit People would be scared As fuck But we take something With less relevance And put it up there And scare the fuck Out of people We put all the COVID numbers up And scare people But all these other problems That have been Pre-existing Are way worse mm-hmm. No And, and what, what Joe Rogan said as well mm-hmm. Is the government's Not telling anyone To be healthy But then Sanjay Gupta Had a good rebuttal Sanjay said, he's like, why is it the government telling anyone to be healthy? And then uh, Sanjay, and, but, and then Joe Rogan says something like, it's kind of hard to convince people, especially people that have an unhealthy lifestyle. And then Sanjay said, well, that's actually a good point for the vaccine. And he was right. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that the average person does not want to change their lifestyle, which is why they're also pushing the vaccine. Because the government pretty much knows how many motherfuckers are they're morbidly gonna, obese. Yeah, But maybe just push it to them. Yeah, that's what fucking Joe Rogan said. Yeah, he said, if you got diabetes, if you're obese, if you got, you know, I don't know, you smoke cigarettes or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yo, I ain't never heard of I ain't never heard of one tweaker or crackhead dying from COVID. I think they got immunity. I mean, they put far worse things in their body. Yeah, when COVID got in there, he was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as COVID went into a tweaker, he was like, oh, no, nah, <laughs> I need to get out of here. <laughs> Yeah. COVID was like, I got to get out of here for you still my catalytic converter. Then <laughs> <laughs> they putting, you seen they doing, uh, making drugs out of the uh, catalytic converters. What? I guess they, somehow they're using the catalytic converters to make drugs. I don't know what, I don't know how they're they snorting the catalytic converters. No way. I'm serious. This is a real thing. No fucking way. Yeah. You're full of shit, man. Yeah. Snorting catalytic converters. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I know they're selling them and they sell it for, they sell it like a scrap metal. Making drugs out of them, bro. No, my God. That is terrible. If you're smoking metal, you need to just fucking just, God damn. It's, some, it's something in there. I, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it's like, I liken it to like maybe rats chewing through metal or something like that. Oh, my God. This is some good shit, man. <laughs> this is a Dodge Neon right here, man. This is some good, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, crazy. It's like, what you smoking on? I'm smoking on some Dodge Ram. <laughs> like, God damn, motherfucker. <laughs> but no, I, I think as far as Kyrie goes, and one thing that I kind of caught on to late is this idea where he says he wants to be the voice for the voiceless. And I think that um, 
that's a that's a valiant uh, fight because, like you were saying before, there are a lot of nurses. There are a lot of, uh, in you know, even at my mom's job, she takes pictures at schools and whatnot. Even even with her, you know, they basically said you have to get the vaccine or you're not going to be able to work or go to these different cities and stuff like that. Um, and just a bunch of jobs overall, they're basically like forcing these people to um, to get vaccinated. And some people are not necessarily comfortable with the the science. They're not comfortable with um, any of the, the things that's going on. So they would much rather just not take the vaccine. And for them to lose their job um, is kind of trash. But I think that, you know, uh, one of the things that he's doing is, is fighting for those people. Um, I think that's I think that's a, a a dope thing to do. Man, this is this all kind of stuff you learn about this shit, man. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. It says, can COVID nineteen cause heart problems? The heart inflammation caused by COVID nineteen can directly cause myocarditis. They talked about this too. Myocarditis is inflammation of the heart muscle uh, that can impact a a heart's ability to pump uh, pump, leading to hazardous heart rhythms. When someone has this condition, it can be dangerous to exercise. This is crazy. Hypertension is the most frequent with advancing age and among non-Hispanic blacks and people with other underlying medical conditions such as obesity and diabetes. At this time, people whose only underlying medical condition is hypertension might be an increased risk for illness. Um, And then this is just different uh, core morbidities. Um, What are some groups higher risk? I don't know, 65. But then Joe Rogan pulled out a stat that was like pretty scary like they wanted to mandate children they need to just leave children the fuck alone but they basically wanted to mandate children to get the vaccine and he made a statement from kids from x to x age are four to four to like four times more likely to have a reaction and um then not and he said well you could have that same reaction if you if you don't take the virus he said but you are four times likely to have that reaction if you take the vaccine mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta was like, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah yes, um, well, yeah, uh, that, 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 that is true. But, but Joe Rogan had him fucking tap dancing. And here's another thing. CNN sent Sanjay Gupta to Joe Rogan as, for damage control. And they figured that Sanjay was so smart that he could out-talk Joe. And you can't do that. Joe was very well-researched. He's very uh, objective. And he'll call you on your bullshit. And then he said, you guys lied on me. You, you guys, I don't, you said, I don't know what fuck lied on me at CNN, but you lied on me, man. Mm-hmm. You said I was taking horse dewormer, taking animal shit on purpose for no reason. Yeah. And, he's, and then freaking, um, uh, what's his name? Was it Don, what's his name? Uh, is it Don Lemon? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? It's Don Lemon, right? Mm-hmm. Don Lemon tried to defend CNN. Mm-hmm. Like, man, shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. I, I just don't like this. I, I, I wish we could have more conversations like the Joe Rogan and the yeah. doctor, what's his name? Sanjay? San, Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta. Mm-hmm. I wish we could have more of those conversations. And obviously they're on opposing sides of, uh, of the spectrum, but I think that, you know, more dialogue is uh, uh, important because it's what it really boils down to is an opinion. Right. There is science to there. If you if you wanted to say that we should not take vaccines, there's going to be science and numbers that can back up that same stance. If you wanted, you know, everybody in the world to take the vaccine, there's science and numbers that can can back that up as well. But at the end of the day, I just think the dialogue is healthy so that everyone out there can form their own opinion. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it's 
something that they should uh, be forcing down, you know, on everybody. Not at all. And it, you look at this, just, first of all, it's like, why, why should you trust the government? People are like, oh my God, you're anti-government or, or you're, you're a conspiracy theorist <clears throat> and all of that. I don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to actually put out information in front of you of why it's hard to trust the government a lot of times. Okay, one of them is like, you don't even know where the fuck your tax money's going. Mm-hmm. So a, a place where there's no transparency for where your money's going, yet this is the same fucking government that wants to give you a vaccine. Not only that, how many times have you watched daytime TV and they said, oh, if you took this medicine five years ago, you may be eligible for legal compensation. Lawsuit, yeah. Massive lawsuits. Those names are Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer. Hello? Fucking Johnson & Johnson got busted for like some, some talcum powder that was giving people cancer. These yeah. are the, and these are the same motherfuckers that are giving you a shot with only eight to ten months research. That's why I'm not excited to get a fucking shot. Now, you could be excited all you want. You could even break dance if you want to. That's fine. But I'm not, okay? That's scary. And I, I had, um, had some foot spray, some Tenactin foot spray, and that recently got recall, uh, recalled yes. within the last week or so. So. It's 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 one of those things like you know they're they're giving us a lot of this stuff and it and it's it's I guess you know it's a lot of different chemicals and all this stuff that they're mixing up and you know a lot of times we don't know the the ramifications for something until you know ten ten years down the line when people are developing cancers and you know you find out the cause right. of it and stuff. Now it's like too that. late. Yeah, but I mean I I just think that gives everyone the right to be skeptical. Right. You know, that's why we shouldn't be forcing people to do any of this. Mm-hmm. And, and and we know people personally that have had like, you know, strange side effects from from getting the vaccine. So yeah. I, I just think that it's it's a risk all across the board. It's a risk not to have the vaccine. It's mm-hmm. a risk to get the vaccine. So I just think that it should be up to whomever individual to to choose what they want to. And we're we're just a lot of us were a bunch of hypocrites. All of us, like pretty much all of us. When you go to McDonald's, if you read the small print on the side of the fucking sliding window, it says that you know, especially women that go that are pregnant may cause birth defects. That's how it says it right the there. You can get all the McChickens you want while you're pregnant, but you are at risk. Stop eating that shit. Mm-hmm. May cause birth defects. May cause of cancer, all kind of shit. And we live in this world where we have all these things that cause cancer. That's why I'm like, yo, this shit got to be a business. Cancer has to be a business. You know, and I'm saying that as a person, my father has terminal fucking cancer. Mm. Another thing too, they just came out and said that there are a lot of sanitizers, hand sanitizers that we've been using during the pandemic that have cancer causing compounds in them. Mm -hmm. This is what, less than a week ago? Hold on, watch this. I'm just going to put in, let's see. Uh, hand sanitizer. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, hold on. What the hell? Uh, no, that's not what I put in there. Uh, okay, here we go. Okay, is this it? Um, the U.S. Food Drug Administration is warning about Art Naturals hand sanitizers have found to have cancer-causing chemicals, authorities announced this week. The scent-free hand sanitizer has a label that says it was distributed by Art, Na- Art Naturals Gardena, California, 90248, FDA official said in an alert. This is October 8th, 2021. This is the other day, like low-key, like mm-hmm. a week ago. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, yo, we always find out this shit got cancer in it later. Yeah. It's nuts, man. And then not to mention, you talk about uh, the Tuskegee experiment. Like, shit like that is why we don't have trust uh, of our our government. And the, 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 the Tuskegee experiment, uh, the, the, the Tuskegee of untreated syphilis and Negro male was eth- ethically abusive study conducted between 19, 1932 and... In 1972, by the United States Public Health Service and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on a group of nearly 400 African Americans with syphilis. It's like, yo, where the fuck is... It's like, this is nuts, man. Mm-hmm. Just the shit that they've done in this country, man. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's so many... It's, there's so many examples, man, but it's, I would go blue in the face trying to explain it. Yeah. I mean, I, I could remember even like Gerber lawsuits and stuff like that. Yeah, Gerber baby. Yeah, where they would be, come out and be led in the freaking crazy. Uh, yeah, all kind of stuff. How's so. this getting in the fucking food? Even uh, asbestos, right? Yes. Like we are trying to like work on stuff at the house and whatnot, and then it's just like something that you have to be aware of because if you start knocking down walls and stuff like that, you start in. breathing that stuff in and just die. Oh my god! Let me see. Hold on. Uh, asbestos. All right. Asbestos, a heat-resistant fibrous silicate mineral that can be woven into fabrics and is used in fire-resistant and in, in insulating materials such as brake linings. Asbestos was for pipe insulation. That's why when you're working on an old car, too, you need to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Because if you're working on an old car that's been sitting for 45 years... 50 years, that motherfucker might have asbestos brakes. Mm-hmm. And then when you take their brakes off, you might be breathing in that fucking it's powder. All that. Yeah. yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man, how much shit they came out with that has cancer causing. It's like, yo. Yeah. Bakersfield High School, they had that when I was when I was a freshman, they started breaking that building down. They had asbestos all in it. I bet. Yeah, that study hall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Back when I when I first went to BHS. There was it was so many buildings that was old as fuck on the inside. Mm-hmm. They looked like they had the original students that went to that motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, that shit was old as fuck. They had to they had to like renovate that whole building to get a bunch of asbestos out. It's it's not if you're not consuming it, you know, if it's not airborne, it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Is dangerous when you start breaking stuff down, but I, you yeah. can't really get rid of it because it's in like it's woven in the walls. A lot of that stuff, yeah. and it's a certain date, like from 1970 or something like that. Um, probably backwards. Uh, most of those houses have asbestos in there. Uh, asbestos in there in some capacity. You know, what it, I mean? the problem with a lot of products is there's no extensive there's no extensive testing before people put things on the market. They'd be like, oh, oh, it's safe. And it's been, they've only been doing testing for two months. Yeah. It, it seems to be safe. And then now the general public gets affected by it. They get fucked up. No, we need to recall it. Mm-hmm. But you don't recall it till people get sick. You don't recall it till motherfuckers get cancer. And it's like literally, and the fucked up thing about America is everything is for profit and it's not for people. If it was for people, then we would be a lot more careful about what we put out into the world. Yeah. But we've literally got eight months of research on a COVID vaccine that everybody is telling me to get and calling me an anti-vaxxer and saying, oh, you don't want to do this and blah, blah, blah. 
And then, then I got cons- some conservative people like, that's right, you stand your ground. And I'm looking at them like, man. I'm not on your side. You're not on your side either, nigga. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's a lot of conservatives like applauding Kyrie, about to buy his jersey. And yeah, and it's like, bro, what you need to understand is your stance is different than mine because I'm objective. I can think for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have a liberal or conservative cap on. Mm-hmm. My cap is basically saying, hey, what's my real reason for taking this? I don't see enough... I don't, this vaccine does not do enough for me to take the motherfucker. You know, that's me personally. Yeah. But a, a conservative's like, you shouldn't take it because it's your freedom and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you got this candy ass fucking reason why you don't want to do it. Yeah. And then liberals are just like, put anything in my body. It's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm trying to save a life. And they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about mm-hmm. saying save a life. You're not saving anyone's life by taking this fucking vaccine. Yeah. You're not. Mm-hmm. It is like, it's been proven that you, you're not stopping a transmission of COVID. Because people can still get it. They can still get it and spread it and also be hospitalized. Yeah. What I guess I guess in their in their I guess the way they look at it is you're preventing people from dying. Because if you can still transmit, you can still get it, um, you're not preventing really anything. Right? But here's the thing, and this is gonna sound fucked up, because there's been a lot of people that have had COVID and there's some people that I that I know of that have passed away from COVID. Mm. So by me making this statement, I want to preface this statement that I genuinely and wholeheartedly um, feel for anybody who has lost a family member or somebody who has dealt with something in regards to COVID. Um, but literally 99.5 plus people do not die from COVID. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Like that is a, that is a fact. Like I think it's like point, it's like 0.5% of people die. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not even a percentage, not even 1%. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to reduce people down to numbers, but I have to look at these things and I cannot allow fear to drive me into making decisions because when fear drives you into decisions, it's not always the best decision to make because mm-hmm. your thinking cap was not on. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you think with your emotions. You think with your emotions. Your emotions are driving you into doing this. I know people personally that brag about, I'm getting my booster shot for all you anti-vaxxers. And it's like, dude, you're not helping the situation. You've done no research. You just listen to everything these motherfuckers told you. You listen to everything they told you and you did exactly what they wanted you to do. Mm -hmm. Instead of actually being an adult and doing research for yourself. I've sat back like when I, I've literally heard no one bring up the point that these same companies, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, are a part of so many massive lawsuits because of how many people they have hurt in America. Nobody has made that point. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, Joe Rogan did make that point. But I don't really hear people say that. They just be like, I don't want to take it because of my freedom. There's so many bad products on the market. Yeah. I mean, outside of the things that are like killing people, they're, um, I think my girl's mom... They had like a recall on, on her car. It'd be like recalls on cars. Yeah. You gotta go get your brakes fixed or yeah. change the discs out, or you know, they may change something. Even like um there was a person that had um a Tesla on on TikTok and they were like, This is a terrible car. And then they ran through everything. Look, it's a gap here. I can't even open the door from this angle. It's this mirror is crooked and all kind of stuff. So it's just like and the and these are the 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 products that people are putting out into the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's a lack of uh, a lack of care, a lack of concern, a mm-hmm. lack of like um, you know 
poignancy, I guess. Um, yeah. And this is just kind of what we have. There, there's, there's, I've listened to, there's a podcast I listen to. If you guys want to listen to like a, a podcast about, you know, people ripping people, it's a podcast called Swindle. And on one of them, it talked about um, a, a oil or a, a grease or whatever that they made chips in um, that had zero calories in it. And it was called Olestra. Mm-hmm. And it came out in like the early 2000s. And there was bags of chips. I remember getting these bags of chips. And when I bought it, I always had a weird, stump- weird feeling in my stomach when I ate them. And what it was doing is, is these, the, the product Olestra, like when it was fried in that grease, it was it would fuck up the lining of your stomach. They took it off the market. But what's crazy is that they had all these studies supposedly saying that Olester was almost like butter and it had zero calories. And if you were trying to lose weight, you should take it. And comes out, it was just eating your fucking stomach lining up. And it's like weird how you don't have to go through that many trials to release something to people. It, it takes people getting sick for them to take it off. Even the, uh, remember you sent me that video where the guy was eating the Doritos? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the dude's name. Um, but he was eating those 19, whatever. The old ones, yeah. Yeah, and in the video, he said that they changed the, they put rounded edges on the Doritos because somebody had swallowed one and it cut up the throat or whatever the case may be. I'm going to tell you something, bro. I'm going to tell you right now. I, Doritos, that was a smart move for them taking them sharp edges out because I remember cutting myself up too. I believe it. I mean, they're, they're sharp. Without the rounded edges. Like if you eat it at a certain angle and the chip break, you oh, cut yeah. up your mouth. Oh, yeah. It'll turn into a Dorito sword. <laughs> You're like, did yeah. I just eat a ninja star? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Yeah, man. That just took me back, man. I remember what those Doritos bags used to look like back in like 1991. Mm-hmm. It's the crazy. OG logo. Oh, man. It was, what it was back in the day, it was an OG logo. It was almost like the Doritos is almost in blue cursive letters almost. Mm-hmm. And it had like a part of the bag that was like transparent where you could see the chips mm-hmm. in the bag. And this is a trip, man. Like mm-hmm. I remember seeing it at school and them, them Doritos look so scrumptious. <laughs> and you know, Doritos do sound fire. Right I'm going to tell you something. The, the best tasting beverage I've ever had, like as far as like I guess a sports drink ever in my life, was Gatorade because it was in glass bottles in the 90s. Fire. Oh my you, you, God, you, dude. I, 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 there's something to that because um, for me, when I, like, say I get like a fast food meal somewhere, like Raisin Cane's mm-hmm. or Jack in the Box, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I generally always get like a fruit punch or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll get a fruit punch or maybe a raspberry tea, but they're all not built the same. Like no. when I go to um, like a Raisin Cane's or somewhere like that, um, the fruit punch is just like, it got a real punch to it. Every it's everywhere, like, huh. yeah. Everywhere else, it'd be like low key watered down, yeah. or you know, it just tastes it tastes real chemically mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, so I know for sure, like there's you know every every Gatorade is not built the same. Every drink that you get Mm-mm. out of the fountain is not the same. Mm-mm. But in the '90s, bro, I'm telling you, I don't know how many of you guys listen to this that are old enough to remember when Gatorade was in glass bottles. But that shit used to hit, bro. They used to have 32-ounce glass bottles for the Gatorade. Mm-hmm. They had the 20-ounce, and they had the 32-ounce. But what was, they, they used to come with the twist caps. You know the little metal twist? pop off? Yeah, the, yeah those. Mm-hmm. That's the exact noise they used to make, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly what they did. And you used to, like, what, what you could do, too, is, like, you hold <laughs> the annoy little... annoy people. <laughs> yeah, you annoy people? Yeah, you hold the little, bu- little button and keep pressing it. Yeah, that was... Yeah. <laughs> 
my favorite flavor of Gatorade back then was lemon lime, dude. Oh ah, my yeah. god, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was I think I I might have um maybe in my documentary or something. Mm-hmm. I might have a picture of me like as a one year, you know, maybe a few months old or something as a baby where there's that glass Gatorade in the background and Probably. I'm just like crawling around on a uh like a little blanket or whatever. I wonder when they went from I can't remember the the distinct year they went from glass to plastic, but they only did it to save money. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, and you want to know why? And here's another reason why you shouldn't get the vaccine. I know it sounds like way... I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to say you shouldn't get it. That's not okay. Make the decision yourself. But why I'm so skeptical about getting the vaccine. Okay, let's use Gatorade. Gatorade made the transition from glass bottle to plastic bottle. What's the major difference between the two? I don't know. You don't know? Mm-mm. Plastic actually bleeds into the fucking drink. So they will allow you to drink chemicals to save them money. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit, man. Those gl- glass is a lot safer because it doesn't bleed into the fucking product. But they were willing to save money at the risk of your health just to, just to sell a product. This company, this this whole country, is like a business. Yeah, and and Pfizer, Moderna, all of them, they ain't no different than Nike and Reebok and all them other places. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, they only been doing this shit for eight months. You know what's funny? If we didn't get the vaccine and we waited a year, they're gonna have a real vaccine. They're gonna come out with one that really work. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have all the mandates gonna be gone. Like I really wish I could like. Hold out and not get it, and then see how the world changes. That's what I want to do because I'm gonna be like, man, you remember all them niggas that was rushing getting them vaccines? They all got a, uh, they all turn into monsters, and me and Keith is still doing a podcast. It be, it's, it's, that's gonna be very hard. You ain't gonna be. It's like you can't move around. I even um, because it's mandates in different cities and states uh-huh. and stuff like that. Even uh, people like artists going on tour, you know, they right. they getting vaccinated just so they can tour in New York and California and Arizona and Minnesota and all these different places. So, um, yes, yeah, you're going to be I mean, it's, it's somebody out there that can do it. Like if you low key, like say, you know, you drive trucks, right? So, yes, sir. If you just go to the grocery store and, you know, go home and, and drive your truck and come back and, you know, you don't really have a. Uh, super exciting life outside of that. You could definitely, uh, you could definitely wait it out until all this boils over. Yeah, I mean, with everybody getting COVID, like with me being a truck driver, I'm in a truck by myself. So I mean, I guess that greatly reduces, uh, you know, getting COVID. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm not at work, I'm still moving around. And mm-hmm. honestly, I purposely chose in many different way, many different places to not wear a mask if I didn't have to wear it. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to maintain a certain amount of normalcy. People say, that's crazy. You know, you're trying to get COVID or what? Um, first off, these masks don't work against COVID. They're not N95s. Secondly, I don't want to live my whole life being crippled by goddamn COVID. Mm-hmm. We, have a life, we have a lot more things that we should be afraid of in life instead of COVID itself. We have to live our lives, folks. We can't keep being crippled by this shit. Yeah. And, and, and but here, but let's be clear, too. I don't want to make you feel like I don't want to ostracize people for wanting to be safe, but it's like dog, like it's ruining things. Like 
family get-togethers. People haven't had no family get-togethers and all that. It's like, how long, though? Like, how long are you going to be afraid of shit? You know how happy I was when, you know, we had a family get-together when I was, uh, when it was, I went over your, uh, over, the, over your family's house? Because mm-hmm. my own family, they chose not to have a whole family get together. But Keith's family is like mine. I've known them over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So they decided to have that Christmas party. It was during the middle of the COVID. And the pandemic it was, thugging. It was, it was in the pandemic-demic. But we turned it into a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she want a Birkin. I tell her, work it. She want a Birkin. <laughs> yeah, man. That was so fun. And everybody yeah. was just around each other. Like, nobody was tripping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your girl was there. She was chilling. Yeah. Like, everybody was just vibing. And it was in the middle of COVID. And then nobody had a mask on. Yeah. And people was like, I, I posted something. It's like, wow. So y'all just, that's how y'all doing it, huh? Somebody said that? Yeah, yeah. Because mm, <laughs> I posted videos with your mm-hmm. mom, she was dancing. Yeah. And then somebody was like, yo, that's how y'all doing it with all this COVID out here like this? I'm mm. like, man. You got to live your life. I'm bro. like, man, go take care of your kids, man. It's a, it's a, that's a, I was having this conversation with, um, who was I having it with? Maybe the, some guy was like working on my car or something like that. Yeah. Or I don't know, it might have been somebody else, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, we were just saying, like, yo, like, you know, Oh, no, no, no. It was the guy that turned our water on at our house. And he was basically saying, like, um, him and his, like, his wife was, uh, I think she was, like, high risk or she was very anxious about COVID and stuff like that. So he was like, man, I got the vaccine early, early, like, back when it first first came out or something like that. I was like, damn, that's so crazy. But he wasn't, like, pushing it on anybody. He wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. he was just saying he got it, you know, just for, for the sake of the conversation. But... Um, we, he was just saying, like, man, I, I got the vaccine and I still haven't really, like, kicked it with my friends. I still haven't, Damn. you know, he's like, I'm used to traveling and I haven't even been able to do that. He's like, I'm so close to, you know, a few years away from uh, retiring and stuff like that. And I, I, I want to get out and live my life. I want to go to different countries and see different things. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, and we were just saying, like, man, yeah, I was like, I, I, I understand what you're saying. And he was just like, man, it, w- it would suck if I am just you know, stuck in the house all day, just working. And, you know, my wife is stuck at home and she's working from home and all these different things. And then you step outside and you get hit by a car. Mm. So he's so he just like, man, we got to You got to He's like, you just got to live your life because. Yeah. You, you or know. just learn how to dodge cars better. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucked up if you're in the middle of quarantine, you get hit by a bus? Yeah. It's like, fuck. Yeah. I've been in here. I've been in my house with my wife for four months and I get hit by a school bus. Yeah, I ain't even going to school. <laughs> Fuck! Imagine if it was a short bus. Oh, yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah. You get hit by the bus, you fall down, then the doors open up and a, a helmet just roll out. <laughs> get it together, Keith. Get it together, man. You <laughs> stupid. Oh, man. That's crazy. Hey, you know, I love the people that listen to this podcast, man, because they know it's all jokes. They know it's, you know. You guys say they ain't going to cancel us like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, man. But yeah, there's that, man. Just the, the overall conversation. 
about COVID. There's a whole lot. We'd be here 10 years trying to express, but that's just how I feel or how Keith feels about this. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I strongly suggest you do whatever is best for you and your family. Mm-hmm. And by the way, God bless you and your family and anybody that has had any form of illness or yeah. problems dealing with COVID-19. Okay, mm-hmm. Switching gears. I heard they had like Kyrie Irving jerseys, mm-hmm. but instead of the one, they just added a nine next to it. Oh, oh, Cora, was it Kyrie 19? Jesus. All right, switching gears. John Gruden resigns. Um, For all those that have been following this story, I'm glad that me and Keith, we chose to forego the story talking about it last week just based on the fact that we just needed more information. Sometimes we don't like to jump right on things when it just seems like there's not enough. That's, that's the responsibility of a podcaster, too. You don't want to get on every story when it's hot. If, if, if you feel like it needs some more development, just stay away from it on purpose and then get it on the next podcast because you go. you're going to have so much more to talk about. Um, in this case, um, here it is. John Gruden's emails were jarring to some in the NFL. They weren't so surprising. The NFL may be America's most popular sports spectacle, but it conducts business privately. The conversations between league officials remain confidential. Their unvarnished thoughts hidden from view. Emails that surfaced this week rocked the league and provided a rare glimpse underneath the veneer. Uh, Years-old emails from prominent coach uh, to high-ranking team executive included racist, homophobic, and misogynistic language. Once exposed... The offensive language used by John Gruden in correspondence with the then Washington football team's president, Bruce Allen, led to Gruden's resignation of the Las Vegas Raiders coach. But were Gruden's comments an outlier or an indication in the league's executive culture, it may, it may have been a jarring to see Gruden call Commissioner Roger Goodell a homophobic slur. So, it, look, basically, I don't want to, okay, what does it say? Uh, that's Dominic Foxworth. Um, he called him an anti-football pussy. Um, he called uh, the commissioner that, and he and he also called him the f word that rhymes with maggot, mm-hmm. right? And then he also said that the the Rams and Jeff Fisher, who was the head coach of the Rams at the time, should not feel pressure to draft a queer, right? That's what he said in quote. Um, to, is that a racial? I mean, not a racial. Is that a homophobic slur? That w- the word that rhymes with maggot is definitely a yeah, of course, that but is, of but course. queer is not yeah. If that's what LGBTQ is. Queer is one of the uh, yeah one of the words, but it depends on context. He's like, look at those queers. That's homophobic. <laughs> it's a tone. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you sound like you're angry and you say the Q word, you how, definitely how, can you say that same sentence in a way where it's not uh, homophobic. Huh? Look at those queers. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's probably the best way. Sounds more pleasant, right? That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, he 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 went overboard, man, and he did. But let me be clear when I say this, because multiple things are true. I, I'm not trying to remotely, like, soften a blow for John Gruden, but I'm also not leaning into him based on the fact that he's not on his own talking like this. And I think what's more annoying to me is the fact of how many people have stories about John Gruden and the amount of political correctness to come out of the same league. We're talking about the same league that gave Michael Vick a job after he got out of prison for killing those dogs. 
We're talking about the same. And by no, the way, the dogs killed themselves. <laughs> what are you talking about? The dogs killed themselves. What do you mean? That was fighting and one just didn't. He make- fought the dogs, man. <laughs> we, we can't crack. We can't crack jokes with the dogs. If somebody's gonna listen and there's a dog lover, that is just too far for some people. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that, Michael Vick was wrong for that, bro. Yeah, fucking those dogs up. That was not right. There's somebody that laughed at all the jokes and then we start talking about dogs and I was like, that's but, the end. That's the end of the right. Life. But that's that's called selective morality. Every yeah. everybody has their soft spot. You can make fun of white people, black people, this person, that person. Every Everybody can get made fun of, but if you talk about something that, that, that is near and dear to them, now they're offended yeah. when the joke is at their expense. Um, mm-hmm. What I will say is Michael Vick did that shit with the dogs. He did like two years in prison for that, got out, NFL gave him a job. This is the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley Cooper from the Eagles um, uh, said niggers, said, I don't care. I'll fight these niggers. And they gave him a job right back. White dude, wide receiver from the Eagles, got a job back the next year. He wasn't kicked out the league. Michael Vick wasn't kicked out the league. I'm still um, waiting for, Don- uh, what's the dude, Morgan, the country singer? Oh, Morgan Watt. Morgan Watt, what about him? Yeah, I think he going to make a comeback in the next year or so. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. Nobody cares about him saying nigger. Um, <laughs> then, then you got uh, uh, freaking Dante Stallworth. Uh, killed a man, DUI, murdered him. He got back in the league. Like, it goes on and on. Kareem Hunt assaulted a woman, got his job back. Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman just got back on the field, but I don't. But there's not much to his story. There's not showing him assaulting anyone. It shows him going crazy. Yeah, we don't, I mean, there was some abuse that was in the in the thing, though. Uh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon has been kicked out of the league many times for failing to uphold the uh, the substance policy. He keeps getting another shot. So what oh, I'm Ben ba- Roethlisberger, he has some- Ben Roethlisberger had the rape charges against him. Mm-hmm. Like what I'm saying is, there are so many people that are vile characters <clears throat> in the NFL that have multiple opportunities to come back. This this what I'm look. The NFL doesn't give a fuck that he said that homophobic shit, racist shit. It's all about their bottom line, mm-hmm. right? And their bottom line is if you do something that affects their league, they will get you the fuck out of here. There is no way that John Gruden would be able to keep a job as a head coach with the only openly gay player in the whole NFL on his roster. Mm-hmm. There's no way he would have kept that job. You know, if, if you look at it, too, um, look at how bad that looks for the league, right? The same league that tries to act progressive you got spray painted on your end zone in racism. You they got the Negro spiritual or the yeah, nas- Negro national anthem. Just the pander and the black people all of mm-hmm. out of nowhere. The same league that wouldn't let Kaepernick get a job. Now all of a sudden you got in racism in your end zone. Yeah. Like you're only doing what is politically correct and what is in alignment with making money. They don't give a fuck about Carl Nassib being gay. They don't care about nothing. Yeah. You know, and there's a bunch, and by the way, a lot of people that are like, I can't believe he would say this. Bro, we've all said some shit that could have got us canceled, bro. Yeah, I just uh, was telling you, I don't know if I told you, but I scrubbed some tweets. Yeah. I had some stuff on there that I, um, you know, obviously don't feel that same way anymore. But right. I don't want to be held accountable yeah. for certain. But I, but I also wanted certain ideas to be on there still. Where you Yeah. Because you kind of, it's kind of a timeline of where you were at in certain time mm-hmm. periods. But definitely it was some stuff on there that was, you know, might be homophobic or, you know, whatever the case may be. And uh, yeah, or talking about certain celebrities, I definitely had to delete some stuff. People will judge you concurrently for what you did in the past. Yeah. And that's one of the issues I have is the fact that like I'm not a fan of going back into a person's past 
and taking it. And I'm not trying to absolve him of anything. I'm just saying what I don't like. Because what people fail to realize is multiple things are always true in a situation. You can't just say, no, it doesn't matter what you say. He's racist and that's all that matters. No, motherfucker. Multiple things are true. Because we live in a society where motherfuckers want to go back 20 years to cancel you for the day. And I don't subscribe to that. I don't like that. You know the thing that I don't like about that also is that there are some people that are openly gay now that used to be homophobic. Exactly. That's another one. That same gay, openly gay person now back in 2007, 2006 or whatever was saying they maggot was and letting mm, fly. Yeah, they was, they're, they're saying a word that rhymes with maggot. They mm-hmm. were saying that, letting it fly. And I used to use that word a lot back in the day, not realizing how homophobic it was. Yeah. I was saying maggot a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about it is I don't do it today. I'm a grown man and I'm not homophobic. But I said it enough times to where if somebody heard it or knew about it, they would cancel me today because people don't understand understand nuance they don't understand that people change by the way they don't want you to change if you said if if look here's another thing if somebody said nigger 30 years ago and they're not racist at all today it's like i could believe that people grow and change but it's like they people don't want you to grow so they could cancel you yeah they want you out of there they want you out of there they don't give a fuck if you change look one of my one of my good friends that i had in trucking school we was real cool, and then later on, I, I found out he had a big a swastika on his arm, right? He explained it to me. He said, man, I'm embarrassed. I'm getting this shit removed. Uh, you know, I did some time in prison. I'm not proud of this. I'm changing my life. And we still remain good friends. I could have seen the swastika and said, oh, fuck no. I'm not cool with him. Fuck that shit. But the swastika didn't change anything because I could see his heart. Mm-hmm. I could see his intent. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't look in the past and say, oh, he got a Swastika, man. This guy's no good. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that that's true for fucking John Gruden at all. All I'm saying is, is we live in an unforgivable society where motherfuckers love to go back in your past. Yeah. They love it. Mm-hmm. They went, Kevin Hart, what was that 11 years they went back to find that joke? Yeah, that's so stupid. That's Eleven, so, so he stupid. said, if I found out my son was gay, I would uh, uh, hit him in the head with a toy or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. It's like, bro, and it's like people are literally trying to cancel people for that. It is hilarious. It's like, wow. You really took the time out of your day to go back 11 years to judge a person now, and you didn't even take the fucking time to see where their heart was. Right now. Right now. The, the thing about it, too, is that some people get off on that. There yeah. are people that are literally probably on a daily basis going through every celebrity's tweets to find some chink yeah. in their armor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen, somebody, um, you know, maybe she doesn't feel that same way now, but she's- Oh, they she has some up, abusive language. Yeah. Some crazy stuff on there. Yeah, so, she, yeah. She's the same one that's extremely, have these extreme liberal views and calling people whatever, they're, they're, whether it's, not, I don't think she's calling people homophobic, but she's just extremely liberal. Calling people out, trying to get people canceled. Yeah, trying to mm-hmm. get people canceled, but she was telling a girl to kill herself like 10 years ago on, on Twitter. Yeah. So it's like, yo, yo, you don't, don't throw rocks when you live in a glass mm-hmm. house, homie. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. throw rocks when you live in a motherfucking glass house. Yeah, but th- that's, my, that's my only thing as far as like, um, the the digging for for right. this kind of stuff and and some of that stuff was um, 
it was it was out of line. I think I think what happened with John Gruden, it just became too much. It yeah. was like the racism, the homophobic, the yeah. you know, calling out the freaking commissioner of the NFL and then, you know, it was, it was so many different things that it just piled on and I think the storyline was more important than uh to getting him out of there than the, the actual things he said. Cuz right. I think if it, if it was one of those like saves one of those things where he calling somebody you know, Michelin tire lips or something like that in 2012. I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, I, I think that I would be like, okay, I, you know, it, it, I would hope that you know maybe he's more mature and he understands that the racial undertones of calling black people um, big lipped or whatever. Um, but you know, I, it's it's tough for me because I and the only reason I have this stance is because I know personally that I have said some things that could be homophobic, that could be mm-hmm. racist and all this kind of stuff. Right. So I don't want to be this person out here trying to cancel people for saying something racist or homophobic when you could probably find something on my Facebook or my Twitter right. or whatever with that same. Bro, I've seen people recently that, you know, gave Dave Chappelle a hard time for a special, right? This is how people don't realize how much they um, are hypocritical. Is people is giving Dave Chappelle a hard time for a special, and then these same people will be like, white people be like, white people don't be putting no seasoning on they on they food and this and that. Yeah. But these are the same people want to cancel Dave Chappelle. So is it okay when the joke is at the expense of white people or some other subject matter? But as soon as it is about somebody else, now you want to be this motherfucking super yeah. superhero. Yeah, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's super. Yeah. It's super liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's nuts, man. It, it's it's absolutely nuts that you know we do this. It's almost like getting a speeding ticket. There was a, I think Charlemagne made the uh, comparison. Like if you're going 65 10 years ago on a highway, right, and you was going 65 because it was a speed limit, and then all of a sudden you're driving a speed limit today, and they say, hey, 10 years ago you was going 65. I got to give you a ticket. Yeah. That's that's the amount of hypocrisy and the amount of just lack of trying to understand a person that we have today. But the, but even even with that, the you know the reason why you know I think this is also an issue is because you can make a hard right. So mm. if you're a person that is you know maybe saying some homophobic stuff in your casual lingo, and then maybe your son or daughter is like, hey, that's we can't say that no more. That's, you know, it's 2021. It's happened with Matt Damon. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it's, I mean, and John Gruden is an old white man, and he's been probably wealthy for, for a while. The people that he communicates with on a daily they basis is like just different. You know what I mean? And he just has a look, too. Like, he yeah. has a look like, you know, he got some some real racism in his bones. Yeah, he just looks like that guy at the bar that's ready to say some... <laughs> Racist, like, like you piss him off, and he, he gonna let him fly. He got some jokes. He got some Vietnam racism jokes. Yeah, he got. He knows some. He's he like knows some racial slurs. He, that he's almost like that guy. And a lot of times, people that be like that, they don't even be racist. They just say really racist shit. It's almost like like if you served at in war with a guy in Vietnam, and he he'll probably drop the n bomb and say nigger or whatnot, but he'll jump on a bomb to save a black man's life. Mm. <laughs> people like that. It's some dudes be like, "You're just a nigger by association, right?" You're like, <laughs> look at like these you. Carolina niggers trying to come to my company. <laughs> It'll be that'll be the same dude that'll jump on a bomb to save <laughs> a black dude's life in war. It's yeah. the truth. It's like this is a very nuanced topic, and I'm not trying to absolve anybody that makes these racist statements or that or makes these homophobic statements. But 
I've seen a few people too that were like trying to connect certain stories to go along with the John Gruden emails. Uh-huh. And I think they kind of fell flat in a sense. Mm. Like uh, Keyshawn Johnson was- I heard it. He was saying, you know, there was a part where they won the Super Bowl and he kind of mm. took the championship trophy. Yeah. And I was like, I, that, I mean, that kind of says he's a kind of like an egotistical person right. or whatever, but it doesn't necessarily fall in line with kind of the homophobic, racist uh, things he was saying. Um, he, he may just be, you know, like a terrible person, but I don't know if that story- is connected to the emails that leaked. I don't know, bro. I just, I, I, I think, I think also he's a very strongly opinionated old white man, you know. And he he says stuff about Colin Kaepernick about you know basically getting him out of cut the, him, yeah, getting him out of the league and stuff like that. And you know, I, even even that I don't think is enough to get you know get to get somebody fired because I also think that there were probably 32 other uh coaches and you know mm-hmm. uh, owners and stuff that felt that same way 100% he, uh, the thing about it the biggest problem I have too is motherfuckers need to stop acting like they're not talking like, like John Gruden huh like Dre who nothing just Eminem oh god oh, <laughs> yeah people need to stop acting like they don't they don't think or talk like mm. the the person that's under fire because Brady Quinn came out and said some stuff and then Keyshawn Johnson and some other people. Like, honestly, I believe in not kicking a man when he's down, even if, even if I don't fucking like him. Yeah, that I also don't like, um, don't hold your tongue for 20 years. Yeah. And, like have this like very convenient story. It's kind of like with the Karen Civil thing and Karen, not, not exactly like that because no. there were like people like Cameron that had said things right. years ago and stuff like that. But um, after Joyner Lucas came out, there was another person that was like, oh, I have a story, and she took money from mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, come on, dog. Yeah, now you just got all these stories coming out. It's like, this ain't, ain't nothing going to work. Yeah. Yeah, I think th- these people that are doing things that are not good need to be dealt with concurrently. But the problem with it is the fact that these same people, are they have a skill or uh, a service they provide that's good enough to uh, to let them walk. Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy that is a talented coach and you do some dumb shit, they can sweep it under the rug and say, hey, bud, get it together. Mm -hmm. But now this is the thing. John Gruden's done. He is done. Like, he is done, done. He is not ever coaching on the NFL sideline again. Mm -hmm. And he won't coach in college again. Like, or not even again. I don't think he ever went to college. But I don't think they'll give him a job either because everyone is too politically correct. And college... Is actually worse than in the NFL because these large institutions, these large institutions make hundreds of millions of dollars on the back of the free athletes, you know. And then people say, "Well, they're getting a free education," but dude, these colleges are making so much fucking money, and they will still act like they wouldn't hire John Gruden, knowing goddamn well they would do it. I mean, in a lot of colleges, are you know, they have like a political nature to them, yeah. Also, so if you you may be at a school in Texas, it might be super conservative. If you're at a school in California, it's going to be super liberal. So mm-hmm. it's going to, it would be tough for him to, you know, to get a job again. I, I, I initially thought, like, man, he could probably do it because just the nature of the emails, I was like, they're not that bad. I think, you know, some of the lingo is, is kind of— I mean, when you say the F word in there, that <laughs> shit is bad. I know. I'm According saying, to today's standards. It's bad today. What I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, is, is they're not that bad in terms of like not, like you could recover from saying saying that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I think one of the things too is he's not that great of a coach. 
You know what I mean? He's he's not a person that just needs to be. It's it's. I think he's stuck in the same situation as Colin Kaepernick in a sense, to where Colin Kaepernick was. Uh, you know, he led a team to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship, and then he kind of like turned into like a middle of the pack quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it came time to uh, you know you know him trying out and trying to get a, a job again. It's just it's quarterbacks every year. You he's, know what I mean. He's got a documentary coming out. I think it's coming out like a next week or so. It's a show. It's a show. Yeah, really? it's called Colin Kaepernick Black, Black and, and White. White. Yeah, he got a show. He should have just made a. It's documentary. like a script, a narrative, narrative uh, show. Yeah. Wow. But I think, and I don't know if there's a documentary coupled with that, but it's that is definitely like a narrated. Colin narrative Kaepernick. Show. I mean, I think in a lot of ways he dropped the ball because he should have been on some type of platform to really like express himself. Mm-hmm. Like I would have loved to see him on Joe Rogan, because mm-hmm. with Joe Rogan you could have a like a super conversation. Yeah, you know. And I, and what I will say is this: when that show comes out, I guarantee you, Colin Kaepernick's show will be number one. Oh, for sure. And yeah. people are gonna be like, I'm not watching no goddamn Kaepernick. You it's gonna be number gonna... one for weeks. Yeah, if you hate him, you're gonna watch it to see. You you're know, gonna hate stuff. watch it. Yeah, if you like it. I mean, I'm curious to see. This story what, is interesting. Yeah, I, I don't, and I, I like going into these shows not knowing. Obviously, I know he's biracial, he's adopted, and all mm-hmm. this kind of His stuff. Motherfucking gave him away. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I'm just curious to know, like, especially you know, being biracial and being a great athlete and playing baseball and all this different stuff. You know, I think it's an interesting, interesting story. But basically, my point was saying that um, there's like this window. That you know, Colin Kaepernick had, and he didn't really capitalize on it. And I think the same thing with John John Gruden. I think if this came out, maybe like after the Buccaneers had won the Super Bowl, it would be tougher to get him out of there. Like I think another team would be more so willing to take a chance on him. Maybe not even at a head coaching job. Maybe a and I don't know. I think he's an offensive guy, but um, maybe as an offensive coordinator or something like that. But when you're um, you know, kind of removed from your glory days. And the Raiders are playing pretty good this year, but, you know, maybe it's more so circumstantial to, you know, the team that somebody else developed and they don't necessarily think that you, that they need you. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. And it's just, it's just so many people coming every year. So it's more defensive coordinators that are turning into head coaches, offensive coordinators that are turning into head coaches. Um, and just it's like the nature of the NFL is just to keep rolling. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be tough out there. It definitely is, man. Yeah, I ain't got much else on it. You got anything else? Mm-mm. Well, I think it's time we uh, tell our listeners, tell them good night, and tuck them in. There you go. Think it's about time. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we appreciate you guys for listening. Let's go ahead and grab that blanket. Let's <laughs> go ahead and roll it up. There you go. Oh, one exciting thing. I am going to J. Cole concert on Thursday. So Oh shit. Next uh Monday I will have like a full review for you guys. So Wow, it's Thursday. Where's it at? It's in the at the forum. The oh. same place Gambino's thing was at. Oh wow. Get yeah. there early, bro. You and your girl going, right? Yeah, I, she works though. Oh. So I don't know. Like we're gonna get there early enough. And I don't I gotta check the time of it and stuff like that. Yeah. But um I would yeah. say get there early because me and you fucked up when we went to that concert. We got uh, there right around that time, and it just got packed fast. Uh, Schultz? No, we what went to Charles Gambino concert. We got there. We got there. 
We got there at a decent time, but it mm-hmm. filled up quick. Oh, like the parking lot and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah, it did take us. Like, and that parking, y'all better be parking. ready for that parking too. Yeah, yeah. It's we. I think the it's, thing like to remember $40. is to know where you park. Yes, look like at those. some sort of, yeah, landmark or something like, yo. It's in the letters. It's like J28 or whatever. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we was walking around, and the forum is literally just a circle or a and cylinder. And everything looks the same. Yeah, you could walk out on whatever side, and it look all the same. So I told the cop that I think somebody stole my car. Yeah, I remember that. And he like was like, he's like, like, he was like trying to tell you like, yo, chill out. Like, yeah, the car is not stolen. Like <laughs> yeah. it happens to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but it, in our mind, when we were walking around, I was like, I know it's over. We yeah. know it's over here. Yeah. But we was walking around for a minute. Like, yeah. yo, where's this car at? That was hilarious, and we was bro. On the whole other side. That's the crazy. cop, like the cop, like with his eyes, he was like, bro, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was been, I've been here all night. No one's taking any cars. No one's stealing any cars. Yeah, and then I was like, damn, where's my car? Jesus. And I kept pressing the button, and I think I had to walk around. Mm-hmm. And we finally walked. And I remember by the time I found the car myself, you was on the other side of the fucking place. I was... I had to just split up. Like, <laughs> yo, like, if you look over here, I look over here, maybe we'll find it faster. Oh, man, that was hilarious. Yeah, he was like, oh, I found it. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. All right, well, hey. If you made it to the end of this episode, man, we appreciate you for listening. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace.